Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the everyday golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we unpack the AT&T Pro-Am, discuss our picks for the Genesis, our dream golf vacations, and more. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back and thanks for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast. I'm once again joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey. I'm excited to get into it this week. Um, last week was the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, um, one of the best venues in golf. Um, definitely has a history. Uh, it, was watch- it was fun watching these guys come down the stretch. Um, interested to know how your picks went last week. All right. Uh, another week. Seems like another at least winner. Um, I had Maverick, Mane- Maverick McNeely, plus 750. Uh, he was in the tournament down the stretch the whole way there, had a little chance at, at winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Strillman, who was a shot off of the gang of people that were at Tide T9. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually sure how that all worked out. I think it would have, it with Lashley, when Lashley beefed up. Uh, 16? Yeah. I think that he might have affected it. Yeah, it screwed something up. It might have caused the whole like shuffle of, of people down the board that screwed mm-hmm. me out of Streelman. But yeah, Maverick McNeely hit um, one of my three picks there, so that was nice, or one of my four picks. Um, nice little recovery from from having Sneds on the board. Yes, uh, definitely. I think I think your Maverick pick was great. I honestly I'd never really heard of him before last week, and then. Watching him down the stretch there, he had a pretty cool story. He pretty much grew up on Pebble Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bay Area dude. Um, Stanford. Stanford. Uh, like I said, I, I believe his girlfriend's Danielle Kang too. He's been oh, wow. up and back from the Corn Ferry the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then I was gonna say, what is that? That's I think that's uh, three week winners in a row. Um, yeah. Well, I wish I could. I wish uh, I had that type of luck because my DraftKings once again stunk. Um, I was second from last again. Had no idea what I was doing. I did. I did pick the winner um, with Burger though, so I feel much better about that. Just missed Furick with uh, with huge odds, twelve hundred to one. Mm-hmm. He was. He. I think he was T twenty one. But he was, you know, within a stroke or two. Yeah, there no, that's stretch. close. That's close. So that was definitely worth the the gamble there. Um, but the only only one I hit last week was Spieth at two twenty five. So um, you know, not a not a huge winner. But hey, it was fun watching him. Uh, you know, be at the top. Uh, but I felt like watching him on on Sunday. You kind of knew, like you know, he went through that first stretch of holes there where you're supposed to. You got to score. You got to score, and he absolutely did not. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun, it was fun watching, um, that event mainly because the backdrops are great. We talked about last week, how we wish Spyglass was featured a little bit more, but, um, I mean the, the finish of, of that tournament was exciting. Absolutely. After to, for Burger to, to Eagle 18 after the double bogey on Saturday, I think is just one of the, like a statement, you know, that's really something that not a lot of people can do. Yeah. I mean, he was juiced after it, um, you talk about all the kind of like equipment changes and stuff in golf. And I, I don't know. That seemed perfect, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He, yeah. he hit a great drive. He crushed a three wood on there. Yep. He deserved to have a look at Eagle with that. Um, he said that that was the best three wood he's ever hit. Uh, uh it, and you know, it, he made it look easy, but it's yeah. not easy by any means. Nope. Uh, and all you got to look at is that it's the fact that he, he doubled the same hole the day before. So, um, yeah, that was, 
Sunday was I, I missed most of the early round. I missed Spieth kind of tricking it off. Yeah. Um, because I was playing. So I got back in and we caught the last portion. So I saw Burger's Eagle. I saw Lashley um fall apart there on 16. Um, and I saw McNeely come close. I, I want to say on one of those holes for like the birdie putt that he needed, which wouldn't have mattered uh once Berger nutted the eagle. Yeah. I just thought that, yeah, that was just a great finish. Um, mainly because too, you know, you have, you had Lashley's blow up on 16 and you really feel bad for the guy cause he's out there playing great. And then he goes out and on 16, he had, I believe, you know, those, those short putts out there are really tough. It looks like three feet. Yeah, oh, it's supposed to be yeah. easy. And he missed two of them. Yeah. I mean, this and is a guy the, that was playing. The last one is just total focus laps. Yeah. Um, but, but the, the one that, you know, he, the, the the first of the slew of those yeah. was was exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's tough, tough, tough vibe there. That cost him a lot of cash for sure. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, Lashley's got the cool, not the coolest story, right? But you always root for him. Yeah. This whole crazy story, I should say. Yeah, background um, yeah. definitely. Um, this week in uh in the PGA though, we're watching the Genesis Invitational at Riviera. We're obviously a little disappointed that Tiger isn't playing, but he is hosting. Um, you know, who do you got for your picks this week? All right. So we got some in, some out. But uh, before the tourney, I got Hideki. Um, that's, this is going to, I've now picked him enough. Uh, to <laughs> it's where, got to cash to where I, gotta, I just got to keep doing it. I was going to not pick him. Um, and then I, I said to myself, I was like, you know, if he plays well here, I'm going to kick myself mm-hmm. uh, and I don't pick him. So How he's, in. T- he's in. He's um, in. And he didn't make the cut. Yep. So he's, but God damn it, I'm probably going to pick him next week. Are you gonna, uh, how going, many times you got, does he got to well, bite Well, we're going you? into the Florida swing next, right? Okay. So um, maybe that'll be the, I don't know. If I pick him, for, if, he, if I go first two in the Florida swing and he misses cuts, then he's done. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, maybe say Florida swing. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I've got uh, Leishman next at plus 450. Again, these are guys. So this is a tough course. I look you know, back at, at um, past performance, right? Mm-hmm. How you've played this course, kind of your own shape that you're in. Course reminds me a lot of like Augusta. So I also looked at guys that play kind of well at Augusta. And, and you got to be... As we've seen, being long, your length doesn't necessarily affect you here at this no. course. So I was looking at um, approach shots, approach into the green, guys that are good approach shot guys. So mm-hmm. uh, Leishman, I picked plus 450. He made the cut. And then two guys that I liked a lot, and I liked a couple other guys in this price range. I'm glad I settled on these two, was Matthew Fitzpatrick at plus 750 and Jason Kokrak at plus 800. Uh, both played well here. Previous season, um, and you get both Patrick. If, if both well. those hit, that's a major payday. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we got Fitz at tied for ninth, and then Kokrak at tied for second. But a lot of golf to be played, um, and from how that course played today, you it's you, they're going to have to earn it, man. That, that that was a challenging challenging round. So I'm I mean, interested to see how these guys hold up. Yeah, it was it was interesting watching some of the top players in the world struggle. I mean, JT was fifth to last. You had Rory miss a cut as well. And those are two guys that you don't expect to just go out there and lay an egg. You know, they're 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 good week in and week out. Um I try to jump on your Maverick McNeely train. 
uh, for this week. Same type of course in terms of grass setup. Yeah. Um, but he was not up to it. Uh, he missed the cut. Plus one. He was at plus nine hundred. Um, I'm st- I, I've been- I liked him too, but I just held off. Yeah, we were talking about that, and I was figuring. I was like, ah, you know, Mooney likes the kid. He played great last week. This is a, you know, it's not a similar course, but it's the same type of setup. Um, I was thinking that, you know, he might at least have a chance yeah. at it, not miss a cut. Uh, so, and then I got my guy, uh, Hovland here at plus 350. He's T21 at minus two. And then I got Jocko Neiman plus 450, uh, T2 at, uh, negative seven. Um, and that's, those are two guys, Hovland and, and Neiman, who I've kind of been on this year. I like, uh, yep. obviously I like Hovland's game and how he's probably going to break out. He's been playing really well this season. Um, but also Neiman's story. Uh, I don't know if you saw earlier this week, but his, he's been playing for his, uh, his cousin who has like some rare, um, disease to where he has to, hit, um, each dose of medicine is $2.1 million. I did not see that. Yeah. Holy shit. So he's been working everything that he's been playing for. He's donated tournament winnings and all this type of stuff in every birdie how he makes. Does, how often does he have to take that medicine? I don't know. I think it's like two doses of it. So anyway, he just got he just got enough last week for that first dose. And I thought that was just really cool. Um, and you know, Neiman was saying that his cousin's already doing much better mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's it's wild. That is crazy. Yep. Um and so that guy's playing for something. He's not going to go out there and like you know lay. Yeah, an egg. yeah, yeah. No, I told you in our in our in our text um, that it's just a matter of time before he wins one of these tournaments too. Yep. So if you like to bet um, tournaments and, and tournament winners, I'm sticking. I got a good little thing going with the top ten, so I'm mm-hmm. going to just keep that riding. But yeah. if you like to bet tournament winners, I would keep picking this guy through most of these tournaments because you can still get them at a pretty good price. Um, and, and I think, like I said, I think it's uh, within the next two months, he's going to have a tournament under his belt. Yep. Um, man, but, that's crazy though. $1.5 million per uh, a dose. Yeah. 2.1, 2.1 million dollars. Yeah. And so he just got it. Get it from the X-Men Academy. I don't know, what? man. Like, I don't what? know what's that's in it, but crazy. I'm glad, I'm glad he was able to get it, man. Um, Sam Burns got a five-stroke lead today going into Saturday. Do you think he has a chance of holding on to that lead? Uh, or do you think there's a chance somebody ch- tracks him down or a combination of both? Um, You know, he well, so he played well both days, obviously, to be there at, at uh, mm-hmm. 12 under. It seemed like today the crew that was out in the afternoon had the harder time, uh, as well as yesterday, mm-hmm. right? Um but he, I think he went out in the morning today. He went out afternoon yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, he played solid. There's no reason to not. But I think he's got some people breathing down. You got DJ sitting there in seconds. Yeah, uh, DJ's right there. playing with him. So, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think yeah, I don't think he's going to end up winning. Sorry, Sam Burns. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's even speed near the top up there again, too. You know, it's good to see that he's playing well. Yeah, he's he's he's. I mean, man, it's like you said. Now this is three tournaments in a row that he's in contention. Yep. Um, again, kind of another person that hopefully it's just a matter of time before he uh, pulls it together and gets a tournament. Yeah, I'm desperately gonna be watching uh, the finish of this tournament because there's so many dogs down there, five stroke back. That if you know if Burns struggles at all um, tomorrow, 
um, they're going to smell blood. Yeah. It's, yeah. Even, it's almost hard to play that it, far ahead. Sunday Sunday should be pretty fun here. Uh, fun watch. Uh, we'll be playing, so I'll have to uh, throw that on record to catch afterwards. Because, yeah. yeah, you got a lot of people look just looking down the leaderboard a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Rom, Kepka, Finau, right? All sitting at, in, in the T14 range. A lot of, lot of names. Um, yeah, should be fun. But you're, I'm guess, I'm, I'm gathering you don't think he's going to. Uh, um. Well, I hold hope on it, to that either. Huh? Well, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Just because of the field, very strong field. Um, I did bet him last week. Mm-hmm. He's been playing well, so I'm not really surprised that he's in the lead. But by five strokes, um, you know that that's a tough, that's a really tough course. And if his best golf is behind him, um, you know, in this tournament specifically. Uh, you know these guys that are behind them can they, catch them. You know him. what I mean. Yeah. If it was yeah, nobodies yeah. or yeah, whatever, I kind of agree with you. So um, another topic we want to discuss today, being that we're watching all these great courses. Uh, we've seen Pebble Beach last week. Obviously, we're seeing Riviera this week. Riviera is so cool. Yeah, clubhouse going in, into it. It's like, super it classic. Looks like there's like Frank Sinatra. Some sort of party should be going on out there. I totally agree. It's it's your it's almost like your uh, what what you think of a country club would yeah, look like. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, so that brought me, you know, to a question I've been wanting to ask you: is if you could have like a dream golf trip, go play any course, you know, or course is, um, you know, kind of a getaway to go do that. Where would it be? Okay, so uh, we both have one in common here, and I won't. I that's why I didn't really enlighten on it too much, uh, but. Obviously, you're kind of like general. The null answer is St. Andrews, the, the birthplace of golf, yep. overseas, etc. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of just like a, a writ of passage. To, yeah, for, I think that has golfer, to be every golfer. So. And the fact that you can play it, you know. You, yeah, yeah, and it's not a, a country club or a private exactly. course. The whole world can play it. So that's like the generic answer. We're not here for generic answers, mm-hmm. right? After these fucking diamond picks that I'm giving out, we're here <laughs> for diamond trips. So what I got on here, um, and may actually, I might just get into the golf boys planning trip because I, I went balls deep in this this afternoon. I had too much <laughs> goddamn fun. So uh, golf trip. Uh, would be we're gonna start this thing out in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So I looked up a couple of the courses out there. Perhaps I think like you know spend two to three days out there. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, there is the Dunes course, which is like I forgot so the Dunes Club. There we go. I put a link on there if you want to look at it, mm-hmm. um, and maybe we can put this up on on the pod description too. But that course looks fucking sweet, right? You, it's basically just cool coastal golf, right? Right there on Myrtle Beach, um, and then then I put down playing at another Pete Dye course right there, which is uh, the I think I believe it's just called the Pete Dye course at Myrtle Beach or at Barefoot Resort. Oh, nice. So, uh, some dope. Coastal golf right there. Uh, I've always, I, I kind of was supposed to do this last summer and then COVID hit and some of my, all my NC2A plans fell through and <laughs> all of it fell through. So um, I, I've looked into some of these tracks. There's like a bajillion golf courses there, mm-hmm. right? So you can play on the cheap. Um, but these were like kind of the top four tracks. They've all been in the top 
you know, Golf Channel's top 10 at some point okay. of, of Muni courses throughout there. And, and Pete Dye courses, obviously, are, they're all, they're are, always are great courses. Yep. So, so that's leg one of the trip, right? Then we've got uh, a sprinter van on deck. So the foursome hop in the sprinter van. Hopefully, I'd probably just try to hire a nice southern gentleman to drive the van around <laughs> through there. We make our way south from Myrtle Beach to Hilton Head and uh, get ourselves uh, a spot for the night. Play Harbor Town, where the RBC Heritage is, which is, if you've never watched that tournament, which a lot, it kind of gets passed on because it's at a funky spot in the mm-hmm. schedule right mm-hmm. after the Masters usually. But that course is so cool. Um, par, I want to say a par 70 course. So a shorter course forces, you know, it's all on the Island. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible track, uh, P and there's, there's a PGA tour event held there, right? So yeah. stop off Hilton Head Island, Harbor town. Um, I believe that's just a couple hour drive from Myrtle beach. So that's leg two of the trip. Then, uh, we take it even further South. Listen to Almond Brothers southbound, mm-hmm. and uh, we go about five hours south in the Sprinter van, driven by the fine Southern gentleman um, <laughs> or Southern Bell, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> and we stop off in Jacksonville, or essentially, I think it's like Point Verde or some shit. Florida. Okay, uh, but in Jacksonville, and we get ourselves around in at TPC Sawgrass. What do which, you think? What do you think you would shoot at Sawgrass? Oh. Dude. I mean, how bad can that 17th hole get? I, right? I, I would just it, it take whatever you had to take. So I, I'm posting a real high number there. Yeah. Because aside from just that hole on the course, right? That course is tough. It's tough. Um, it's you're really talking, hard. Right? The, the, the fifth major course mm-hmm. of, 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 of golf. So every, it's, that's, you know, that, that's the most respected win outside of a major championship you can get on tour. So yeah, I think I would shoot a very high number. Yeah. Um, what do you think you would shoot out there? <laughs> oh, dude, a high number. Like yes. I, I would, I would definitely be looking forward to seventeen all day. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I just had to take the highest you can yeah, take. Yeah, I mean, that's a hard shot. Um, so we've got two PGA courses in there. That's um, that's, that's a two pre- destination courses, right? That's roughly like four to five days. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, heck, right? You're you're in Jacksonville. What? Why you could take the Sprinter van and why not take a little trip down maybe further south to like Boca Raton or something, <laughs> right? Or get some of them Trump Doral courses in Miami or some shit. There's great courses all up in but Florida. The, That's a great the, swing through there too. The idea, I mean, yeah. I didn't realize, so I just kind of like was like dicking with this this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I always thought of Myrtle Beach. I've always wanted to go play there. Um, a couple of dudes have told me like, man, just get out there. You could. There's like so many courses that you can play. Rounds for it's like twenty five dollars for a round on a resort course, right? Because oh, it's man. just resorts and timeshares and golf courses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I started looking. I was like, "Shit, that's actually pretty close, like to Florida," and mm-hmm. then just kind of piecing it all together. Um, but yeah, that would be a badass trip, right? Get your foursome. Uh, I think the Sprinter van's a cool little element. Just for sure, driving, kicking it, dicking around on the way down there. Um, but yeah, what do you got, my friend? Um, obviously, like you said. St. Andrews has to be number one, but it's 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 close between St. Andrews and uh, a, a course a resort near here, Bandon Dunes. Um, obviously, I'm not I'm not original in my in my thought on that one. I mean, that's a destination golf trip for you know a lot of people. Yep. Uh, I just think that it's really cool because I mean, 
you can play five rounds in three days there. There's five courses. There's a, I was looking it up earlier today and I thought it's just, it's nothing. It is, there is other stuff to do, but it's like nothing but golf. Like I was looking at the other Disneyland things. Disneyland of golf. Yeah. And I was looking at the other things to do and it's like, go on hikes, walk through the dunes. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Walk through. You're going to, yeah, you're going to, you you're going to carry your clubs all day because they don't, they don't, they don't allow golf carts. I was just going to say, why would you do that if you weren't? On the golf course. Yeah. Right? You get the same thing but playing golf. Yep. And it's tough to get to. There's nothing else really around it but playing golf. And it, I was just looking it up, uh, all the amenities and stuff that they have there. And so, uh, like I said, there's five golf courses. They have a complimentary practice facility and a complimentary par three course that you can go play whenever you want if you're staying there at the resort. Nice. Um, and I then, think if I'm getting five rounds and in three days, I'm cool off the practice facility. I know, I know. <laughs> and there's like a ton of restaurants. They have like a you can go get massages in between or after or before rounds and stuff like that. I know I'm, I'm if I'm going there and playing five rounds in three days, I'm definitely gonna have to hit that up. Yeah, thirty five. There's no way I'm gonna be able to to hang in there for you know that much golf, especially if I'm carrying my clubs the entire time. Oh, they don't have uh, pull carts there. No, um, they gotta have push carts. Or push okay, carts. they might have push carts. You're right, but still, but nonetheless, yeah, that's a lot on your legs, mm-hmm. most definitely. And I'll, dude, I'll, I bet you, so many dudes leave there with blisters. Oh Is yeah, the, that's the blister <laughs> epicenter of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> and I just think that you know you're playing it over a course of, over the course of a few days. You're going on a trip there, and it's super rugged coastline. It's super uh, uh, link style. And it's just, you know, obviously I like link style golf if my top two are Bandon Dunes and St. Andrews. Yeah. Um, but just to have that much of it, there's no bunkers out there. It's all just like. Oh, I mean, it's from, that's where the, uh, there's a, a grip of courses out there, but that's where they were holding the amateurs championships last year. That's right. right. So that was the first time I'd heard of it and seen mm-hmm. pictures and stuff, but that was my first experience actually catching some watching a tournament played there and like seeing it. Yeah. It's incredible. I saw that more. I I thought so too. And just to have, um, you know, that many options, uh, there's a lot, apparently a lot of the holes have, they call them infinity greens. So it looks like it just falls off the edge. And when we're watching that tournament too, it looked like every shot was uphill into Into the wind. Infinity green. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out Oregon. I didn't realize Oregon was that tight. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> for real i i, I yeah, that that was it was incredible when i was watching that the drone shots that they were getting and stuff um and then i, I want to say one of those rounds was like incredibly foggy right there was the a curtains. yeah you couldn't see the the flag stick oh. and they're out there and the guys were throwing darts still out there in the fog huh. it was it was amazing <laughs> Um, other than that, I put an honorable mention here and I feel like I can't not say it because we're spoiled that we live where we live. Um, but I put Monterey Peninsula. So all the courses down there. Yeah. It's just, it's so expensive that it's, you know, a little bit more difficult to put together when you're paying. A hundred percent. And we've, we've, we live nearby and we get nice NCGA discounts, shout out NCGA. So it's, it's a little bit easier for us, but yeah, when you think about it, right, how privileged we are, um, we're, we, we've kind of done probably what most people would have on, on their exactly. uh, golf trip. So if I was someplace else in the country and I could swing it, um, that would definitely be one. Just you got to do it. If you're there. doing that, if we do got some cross country listeners, you got to go, you got to, I think, stop off. If you can, you get to the city, spend a day in the city, try mm-hmm. to like play Harding and Presidio out here. Mm-hmm. One of those two. 
get to Santa Cruz, you got to play Pasa Tiempo. Yeah, that's a good a swing. day there. And then you go up to, or you go south to Monterey and get whatever you want, right? Spanish, Pebbles, Spyglass, obviously. Obviously, Pebble is the number one that everybody would want to play. But if you're out there, I would definitely re- recommend Spyglass as an option. You got Bayonet, Black Horse out there. Spanish Bay. Spanish Bay is great. Poppy Hills, too. Poppy Hills is a great great course super plush very challenging they have the state um ncga championships there yep. it's the ncga headquarters um yeah would, there's a lot man yeah that would be a Bayonet great holds the pga pros championship usually wow that's a that's a that's a list of great courses right that there would be to a cost- fun, random kind of just shooting it here that would be kind of a fun tournament to go to I agree. The, the uh, I mean, obviously for us it's easy because we're local, mm-hmm. but just to k- check out like the best of the best, just you know, local pros or, or pros, pros, right? Yeah, you're kind of like average dude pros. Cause mm-hmm. That's always a fun like group I like to watch. Or every PGA championship that comes around, I like to circle the dudes that are just regular country club pros right. that ended up qualifying. Yeah. Um, that would be exciting. That would be like a, a good chill trip to go do. Go watch him play a little bit of golf. You know, stay around yeah. there. I agree. Um, so I, another topic I wanted to talk to you about uh, was, and, and actually you brought this one up because you just went and played uh, some golf over the weekend, like you just said. And uh, one of our buddies, um, Kyle Kenyon, he likes to hit uh driver off the deck and that's a i mean that's not a very uh easy shot to hit i don't do it we know mike one of our mikey, buddy, mikey does mikey it does, he but. does it all the time too um but that just got you thinking i guess what what what's your favorite shot to hit knowing that you probably shouldn't be hitting it all right so i gotta give Kenyon some some full love there um this dude was hitting driver off the deck in in your non-standard driver off the deck situation. Uh, he was doing like it. In, he bunker. was doing it. No, damn near. I saw him. I saw him punch two drivers out of the off the deck from like the woods, right? Like a regular punch shot. Um, that was one of the videos I sent. Yeah, that he did perfectly. So he was doing it in multiple spots you know he's got that swing where it just is perfect for that right mm-hmm. he's got that little tony Finau big dude takes like it looks like a half swing and just fucking always hits low piss missiles so it's perfect for it um it was again i'm not lying to you i think he did it like eight times over the weekend <laughs> eight to ten times uh, out of the rough out of the uh, uh, rough he did a couple from the fairway right <laughs> very first hole at manteca he he topped a driver hit a poor drive <laughs> and then so he goes all right technical difficulties but we are back uh we were talking about uh kenny Hitting the driver drivers off the deck. Off the deck. Um, he went. He topped one off the tee, and then I look over and on the very first hole, Manteca, this dude's hitting one with his second shot. He's hitting driver off the deck. So <laughs> it's you know eight to ten over the weekend over two rounds of golf adds up real quick when you look at it like that. Um, but he he does it in- incredible. I I wouldn't in a million years think of doing that. No. I feel like I'm gonna a break my driver. Um, I would think I would just top it. I, I just suck. I, yeah, it's not my thing. I don't. I don't know. I would need to like, <laughs> like I would need it to be like perfectly fluffed up on the rough or something. Yeah. For, for it to like for me to really try that. But so my favorite shot to hit 
knowing that I probably shouldn't be hitting it, mm-hmm. um, and this is this might fall out of this category here pretty soon. It's trending to falling out of this. I think I'm I'm getting ready to pull this thing out more often. Is the greenside flop shot? Um, How I, far off the green are we talking? So. You know, okay, so so it, I guess what I should be doing is I shouldn't sometimes – sometimes I have too much fun hitting just ridiculously high shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fucking – it's fun, man, yeah. to open that face up. So um, close to the green, right? right? So I'm finding myself when I am flopping balls up, I'm having much more success when I'm not right on like, you know, like on the apron or in mm-hmm. short-sided and stuff. Uh, but – that's when you're going to pull it out, right? Right. When you're really short-sighted and you got some terrain. But um, it's – it's. I know now I've, I've screwed up enough times on course where I should – where I, and, and I've, now I've done it successfully a few times on, on the course too mm-hmm. to where I, I know when got I can – a little bit more confidence in it. And when the right situation, right? And like the right lie has to kind of be there and right. generally um, – I want to have the risk has to be worth it. You exactly, know, you're managing exactly, the risk. Exactly. So if I'm already, you know, I think the one I pulled out this weekend, I, I was already. I actually pulled two out this weekend, um, but I, one was on on a like you know I, I was I was already that was like my par onto the green, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not scoring there, but I'm laying two and have to flop it up, right? It makes it a little bit more challenging of a shot, right. but. Um, yeah, that's what I comes to the top of my head. Uh, but again, I think I'm getting better at it. I like to practice it a lot. So I'm, I'm soon enough. I feel like I, I can be hitting that shot a lot more often. Trusting it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How about yourself? So recently I've been playing with a two iron that does not belong to me. Um, one of our buddies, our producer, actually Ryan Thiessen, let me use it while he's been playing with a hybrid and I can't help but a so hybrid I, that he hits really well, by really the way. Well, really well. Really well. I was well. going to say, he should definitely not ever go back to a two iron. I mean, no, why hits, would you when you hit your hybrid that, that well? well? Exactly. That's, exactly. <laughs> Just forget all about it. It even existed. Um, I would definitely say I catch myself trying to hit stingers with that thing all the time. And and the thing is, I know nothing <laughs> about hitting stingers. I just, know, I just know you're supposed to smash it into the ground and hit it, and hit it super low. You might put it a little bit further back in your stance. But other than that, I don't know... I don't know if it's supposed to go the normal distance that say say I just try to hit it normally. Is it supposed to go the same distance or is it supposed to go like yeah yeah how like the you know flies shorter or rolls out twenty yeah. yards more etc. Yeah, yeah, and nowhere that's... we play does anything roll out. Everything is usually you know damp and yeah and, and wet. So I don't know if I even should be doing that. And you know I don't I don't know like I said I don't know if I'm doing them right I don't know what the form is I've seen about a thousand videos on them and I couldn't tell you if I'm doing them right and I can only hit it in the fairway probably one out of every five times so I have no idea why I'm doing it but sometimes I just feel yeah it's a tough one I've tried to do it you know like at the range and stuff and I always Mm -hmm. I think I'm just kind of setting up like you said the ball to the back of your stance Mm -hmm. like you're gonna hit a punch shot right. Um, but and then like, I wonder why I'm doing it because I don't punch the ball that yeah, very right. well, right? Like uh, what my other – beside from the flop shot, I was going to say trying to get too much out of punch shots. I yeah. try to do all the time and I ne- and I always screw it up. So yeah. I feel like the stinger is the exact same thing. Exactly. Uh, I've only executed it probably once or twice. And again, I don't even know if it was, perp- if it was properly executed. <laughs> it just went straight and low and that was uh, – that was it, and I don't. I don't even know what situations really call for it. If it's not, if it's not windy, do you just never hit it, 
or if is is it? Strange? I think it's just like a clout thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. I, I know Tiger does it when he's when he's when he can't find a fairway. He'll just go out there and he'll hit a singer. Um, but other than that, like, I don't yeah, know but if you're else. not Tiger Woods, should you really be doing that? That's right? what I'm like, saying. <laughs> the, the the prompt was, uh, what was the yeah, yeah, shot that you yeah. know you should not be hitting? Here's on the topic of stingers, right? Just keeping us rolling, kind of on the same topic. How do guys? You always I see dudes on Instagram and how they hit. How do they hit the stinger with the hybrid? Oh, I have no idea. I hit my hybrid high. Like, that's mm -hmm. why I like it. But that's like, sometimes I hit it too high. I can't even, <laughs> I have all kinds of sky marks on it. I can't fathom hitting a stinger with my hybrid. No, neither, neither could I. <laughs> uh, as someone who can't even hit a hybrid that well, um, you know, I just, I couldn't even imagine not doing it with, with, with an iron. I could barely do it with an iron. And I only <laughs> do it once out of every five times. And again, am I doing it right? I don't know. Um, all right. I think that's all we have for this week. Um, are you playing at all? You know, I know you're playing on Sunday. Are you going to be playing next weekend or you got any other, um, you know, no, just, we've been working on our, our swings and, and, and we've talked about that plenty. Ignazium, I think, you know, yeah. so no, I'm playing with you this weekend. We're playing Presidio and I'll probably, I'm going home. So I'll for sure play with uh, my pops back home in Santa Cruz next weekend. Right on. Um, but overall, you know, just to touch on, Last weekend and played a couple rounds. I, I had a really good time playing golf and I struck the ball very well. Um, so I was I was pleased uh, and, and feel like my hard work and all the mirror repetitions are coming coming through. Right on. I'm excited for this week. I'm excited to play Presidio out there um, and um, you know have yourself a great week. We'll do yeah. This next week. Look forward to it. See you next time. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we discuss the results from this week's picks, the upcoming WGC event at the concession, and more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.